John Lennon said, time spent as a red mage is not time wasted. As <laughs> a red mage. <laughs> that sounds like something John Lennon would say. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Three guys, unlimited opinion, and a bunch of other stuff. Joining me today is Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. How are you doing today? How's it going there, Bo? I am doing fine. Good to hear. Also joining us, as per usual, is Michael Hodgins. Michael, say hi. Good day. All right. And we also have a special guest this week. It's our hipster friend, Breck, who we talk about. Breck, hello. Hi there. <laughs> so do you have anything to say about the fact that we call you hipster all the time on the show and you can't uh, defend yourself? Uh, well, it, it, you, you can't do anything about it because as soon as you start defending yourself, that's that's one of the things that hipsters do, right, is they, they deny that they're hipsters. So I'm kind of just stuck with this moniker, I guess. You, you, so you're not the only one on this podcast because Crofton calls me hipster often on this podcast too. So well, but, but I, I Mike, take you a- pickle, you ride a fixed gear, like you... you <laughs> I, I like how you're jumping on to... <laughs> you want me to start <laughs> well, listening to why well, I think you're hipster? If, I were to, if somebody were to ask me who, who out of your friends are a hipster, I would definitely say you. Imagine <laughs> if you two had a baby. Oh, oh my god. Okay, okay, so we're going to a hipster, but I won't because he's our guest and I will just be a hipster today. Yeah, so I guess just first, uh, maybe Breck, you could describe a little bit about yourself for our listeners so they, they know about you in their own words. Uh, do, do you guys have to describe yourselves? No, yeah, we every, t- every I, week. It's, I, 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 think you, I think you should be exempt from that. That's a ridiculous question. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I put on the spot. All and right. if anything... If anyone who's listened to this show, they've heard us refer to our hipster friend Breck many times and would be able to know that you're a law student and good at arguing and various other things. Also, well, thank you. I also would like people just to be able to imagine me, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's the worst part about radio shows is when you actually see what the person looks like in real life. It's, it's true. It's, always, it's world shattering. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. Everybody always says that Bo has a face for radio. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, there was a show that I used to listen to all the time, and it was this guy named The General. You guys remember this guy? He was an Ottawa radio personality. Anyways, and he was on the radio every morning, The General, and he played oldies. And I had this mental impression of him and the other guy on the show wearing the tuxedo and being in this, like, fancy room <laughs> with, like, leopard skin rugs and, like, oak furniture and then at one point i saw a picture of him and i was like oh it was just because i i literally fostered this image for 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 years as a child and it was uh it was really not that what did he look uh, like you're leaving us on suspense he here he looked kind of like an old fat homeless guy <laughs> <laughs> I pictured him as super dapper. that's pretty much what all radio hosts all right. look like all right it's well true. let's yeah. leave that at that i quickly wanted to say uh throughout the welcome mat to all the new listeners that have joined our show you may have discovered our show through uh, a mention on the morning stream that's one of my favorite shows and uh, the host scott uh, regularly hooks up people with advertising or ways to spread the word about a podcast i'm a big fan of the show so if you're here from there welcome and uh, we also have some ads running on twitter so if you found us over uh, some of the promoted ads on twitter welcome we're happy to have you and uh, with that, gentlemen, would you guys like to get started on a random topic? Yes. We should. That was, you just gave an ad for ads. 
Uh, well, I'm, just, I'm welcoming them. We're happy to have them. Yeah, no, no, listeners. it's good. It's good. Let's Hello. do it. I'm back at my house, and I have the random topic generator with me. All right, here. so this is where Mike uh, pulls our uh, diesel engine random topic generator. Uh, pull cord. A, pull cord started. Is the choke on or off? Yeah, it's on. Let's get it going. All right. I gotta hold my breath. Okay. There it goes. <laughs> and just to be clear, if you are a new listener, Mike is the sour puss Simon Cow of us. Just so you don't have to figure that out. Oh. Uh, I think I, I was. Uh, the fumes were bad there. I think Crofton was saying uh, negative things about me there. But uh, no, no, that doesn't sound like me, Mike. Uh, okay, the topic today is professional sports. Oh. This is uh, this is an apt topic because the Olympics are going on right now. I guess yeah, those are so, am- amateur sports. Yes, exactly, amateur Not sports. I mean, I think professional sports, NFL, uh, NBA, uh, baseball league in the states, uh, NHL, things like that, right? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Uh, Breck, do you want to kick us off on pro sports? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, can I do my verdict now? No, no. Verdicts no. at the end. Verdicts okay. at the end. You can say what you want, and sometimes it's pretty self-explanatory what your verdict is going to be, but try okay. and avoid uh, laying the cards on the table too early. Okay, well, I, I don't know. Um, pro sports, I mean, lots of people are, are huge fans. Uh, I enjoy playing sports. I, I don't really watch too many of them. Um, that said, uh, I think to each their own when it comes to entertainment. Um, I, I, I think... I don't really see anything really wrong with them. Okay, interesting. Right. So you refer to them as entertainment. Did, did, is that enough of a definition? Is like professional sports, because you guys exempted the Olympics from this as amateur. Did I hear that right? Yeah, it's amateur. Okay, so the idea behind professional sports is that it's an inter, it's sports and entertainment. It's people earning a living from a sport that they excel at, whether it's team sport or singular. Yeah, you get paid. You get paid uh, a salary uh, uh, to to play a professional sport to do something professionally. As an amateur, uh, you you don't you don't so, so draw to, that to, same money. So to clarify, the people in the Olympics are amateurs. They don't get paid to do what they do. They or Correct. they receive a mild stip- stipend or uh, a grant or something. Okay. Yeah, like but the Olympics is pretty professional like it, it's yeah. a money generating thing yeah. we're, right? not, we're not talking about the skill involved we're talking about the display of sports for uh, like i don't know like the pay for, for people pay to spectate the sport like tennis matches. but like okay. i think we should keep it focused on those big leagues i mentioned to start for example you go to the olympics like you know you're in your russian and russia's got you on their team they're not going to negotiate a 38 million dollar contract because you might win gold in figure skating that's not the, like that okay. the key difference between they're both money generating things the olympics generates billions of course but i feel like when we when we talk about professional sports, at least for the purpose of this conversation, uh, I'm certainly thinking, you know, NFL, NBA, right. uh, World League Baseball, whatever. But we also know. we also have to talk about uh, sports that are professional sports in which you don't get paid a salary, but you win prize money. And I'm thinking about uh, tennis, and I'm thinking about golf. golf. Those are definitely pro sports. 
uh, and very heavily watched as well. But something like the NCAA, in the, uh, the, which is the college league level in the States, would not be considered professional sports. I got some negative things to say about professional sports. Don't Just, you normally start with positive things? No, well, I feel you set me up there as this big sourpuss, <laughs> so I don't want to make you a liar. <laughs> so I better keep, better keep you honest. Okay, um, I feel like the amount of money people get paid to to play professional sports compared to what they actually do is absolutely absurd. And I feel like the value to society is more minimal. I mean, there, there, there's some role model aspects and things like that. But when you break it down, and I always like to do this to take a step back and think about a sport, um, so say – hockey for just example you're literally paid millions of dollars a year to take a stick and then to hit hit a piece of rubber with the stick and and then if you can hit it better than everyone else and control it and and hit it past other people into a net then you deserve 10 million dollars a year if you're the best at doing that so when we when you purely object where for example whereas a doctor say uh heals the the sick uh whereas uh, um an engineer might build a bridge. There are specific uh, ends for society as a role in society where sports large. I mean, I know we talked about entertainment, but I'm just going to put that out there. It's ridiculous how much money they paid for what they actually do. Yeah. Could, could I jump in here? Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Just, just really quickly. Like I, I, I hear what you're saying, Mike, but can you really say that that's limited to sports? Like, isn't that capitalism in general? Think of who gets paid the most in society, and it's not doctors or engineers, and it's not custodians or anything else. Oh, um, I'm, I hear you there, and I'm on I'm on board yeah. with that a hundred percent. But th- okay. this conversation, we're, we're we're talking about professional sports. I would be right. happy to extend that to actors. Uh, okay. Other forms of entertainment, to CEOs who serve largely figurehead roles, uh, right. but for the purposes of sport, I think that also stands. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make make it clear that that yeah, it, it's ridiculous, but it's also kind of status quo. True. Yeah, and and I think that everybody generally feels that athletes, uh, professional athletes, are overpaid in all on all walks. Uh, I I think people feel even giant sports fans who you'll see them call into the radio shows they might have an appreciation of somebody's salary and say like well this guy gets paid too much or this guy's a good deal based on knowing what the salary structures are but it used to be like you use the example of hockey way back in the day hockey players had to work second jobs to play in professional leagues. Like our local team, the Ottawa Senators, when they first existed in the NHL, like the players also worked in town to be able to do this as a second, a second job. But then as, as it gained in popularity, as Breck said, like, um, there came people started making money off them because when you think about it there's a tremendous amount of people making money off professional sport and the athletes receive a big share of the money but they are doing the work like they are they are entertaining uh, the masses through through the they're, sport. they're the draw they're the draw but other other that's not to say that they're the ones making the most money um and and uh i think it's starting to to balance out and and athletes are are making as much as they probably deserve to make but for people like us that seems like ridiculous but at the same time there are tons of people watching them so it kind of makes sense like it's egregious you look at it you're disgusted wow that seems like a lot of money but on the same on the same 
uh, uh, hand, there's people offering them that amount of money to play hockey. So why wouldn't you take that deal? Well, it's fun. Well, one thing I'd like to put out there is the idea. Remember recently there was, fairly recently, there was a hockey strike. And I find <laughs> that in the context of what we were just talking about, how much money they make, and where we have real issues with, uh, you know, uh, discrediting of labor unions for people who legitimately are trying to earn living wages and, and benefits and things like that, to have players making millions forming a union and going on strike with withholding their service of entertainment, of chasing pucks around so that they could get a bigger portion of their bazillion dollar pie. Yeah, but to jump in on that and the, the strike thing is in, in following up what I just mentioned is it's really – like these are the these are the people that you're paying to see, and if they feel like they are not receiving the lion's share of the money, which is the case in the recent strike, they felt the owners and the management, the people who are risking their dollars by buying these teams and all this sort of thing, were taking were taking an unfair amount of money, and they felt like it's still, even though it's big numbers, and even though we can't see the appreciation, we may not be able to appreciate it entirely uh it makes sense that that they would receive uh, a percentage that that um uh what's the word i'm looking for an equal percentage to the to the money that's brought in sorry bo yeah i, I think um like i think i, I agree with you croft and in, in the the fact that there is a pool of money involved in this industry and um i think the recent strike was yes i like i agree with mike too where it's like well, they're they're going on strike, but they're they're so much better off than many people around them. Like their standard of living is ridiculous. They make a ton of money, um, but by the same token, the idea is that they're they're being taken advantage of in some way, where they're the main draw. Um, so imagine if you worked and you're the guy getting paid minimum wage, and the person you work for makes five thousand times uh, the amount, um, and that is actually indeed the case. I think for a lot of regular people working. Um, but I think in a smaller group as professional hockey players, I think it's more egregious for them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't so much, I think, blame hockey players for wanting their share of what's coming to them um, fairly. I think maybe uh, professional sports and the spectating of such things is probably overpriced. And there, to me, it's more an indication of the professional sports system and what that is rather than blame players. Because um, if you play... Uh, you're going to want to be compensated for that if there's money to be had there. I don't think I can blame them f for that. But I think that, I think, I, and I don't know, because I never go spectate any professional sports. I am, as Crofton mentioned in the last episode, something of a shut-in. But, like, I don't spectate any sports. I don't, I don't know who these people are that are giving all their money to the professional sports people. I don't know. I mean, they're obviously out there. But I feel like, there needs to be like regulation on ticket prices to spectate sports events because the fact that there is this kind of money to be fought over uh, for a sport and not for something valuable to society, uh, and I don't think sports are as valuable as things like engineers and doctors and uh, even artists for that matter. I would rank artists as more important than sports folk. Um, I, I don't. I think there's a problem with how much money they have in their industry. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, you, well, yeah, yeah, that is a problem. And you just made, you know, a good point of of they're bringing in a lot of money, and 
whatever they should get Rick, you know, uh, a, a, an equal portion of that. Or, but what? But what about the idea of you know how many people grow up and dream about or enjoy playing a sport, and then and then would would love to spend their lives doing it, and then you get paid five hundred thousand dollars a year to do your dream, and you're like, oh. Oh, maybe it'd be better if I got a million. <laughs> I just feel like there's so many people who would love that opportunity. I know they have the skill. I just feel like the fact that we live in a society in which you can play a a ridiculous, arbitrary game and get paid a lot of money to do it, and then you still, you know, feel there's a, it's a, it's not it's unfair how much you're getting paid to chase to chase the piece of rubber around the ice. It's just it's a little bit absurd. I mean, I'm I'm not a spectator either. As Bo points out, as Breck said, I'd love playing all kinds of sports because the ridiculous of them is just fun when you're getting exercise. Sitting on your ass and watching someone else chase the thing around, it just seems ridiculous. As of you three, because uh, I do watch sports, a fair amount of it, professional sports. I know Bo doesn't. Mike's just said he doesn't. Breck, do you watch sports? Uh, no. <laughs> I like I like to watch sports when they're on. I like the kind of the social aspect of hanging out with a group of friends and, and, and just kind of having it on in the background. Um, uh, yeah, I really like I, – I, I think there is value to that, and I see why people follow sports. It's just not something I follow. I, I agree with you what you said earlier about it being a sort of a leisure activity. It, it's something that – like Bo spoke a couple of days ago. We were talking about video ga- um, competitive video games, and he spends like $50 for the BlizzCon International because that's something that he values. We all right. laugh because we, we did not necessarily have the same value as him, but he right. enjoyed watching it and was saying about how, how exciting it was. Well, most people – get that sort of excitement out out of sport. Out of and, sports. And, yeah. and I find that sports in particular, we talk about adding value to an area. It, it, it clearly is important in terms of community building. And, and that can be at a very uh, low junior level in terms of talking about, you know, kids playing hockey, but, but dreaming to make the big leagues, that's, that's, that's a great thing. And, and that, that uh, seeing cars go by around with like little sense flags, uh, the Ottawa senators are our local hockey team. I mean, like it, it just, it celebrates a sense of community. And yes, these guys are still professionals. Yes. They still get paid a, crazy amount of money but they bring in a crazy amount of money and people pay to see them and people enjoy seeing them people enjoy having parties to watch big games uh you know getting together and i really find a professional sports are sort of like a nexus for celebrating a community in an area one thing that i find oh sorry go ahead mike oh no no you go ahead well i was gonna say one thing that i find irksome about uh, professional sports and I I, I just want to say I, I really do think it teached their own and whatever you want to do for entertainment and whatever you want to do in your life is great but uh, one thing that I, I find kind of annoying is uh, the amount of engagement that people can get intellectually into sports with the strategy the players the stats uh, the history uh, they can be so engaged in in this sport which which to me, it really is entertainment, and then they uh, don't even really know uh, like who the prime minister is, for example. Um, I, 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 to me, I, I find it a little bit annoying that somebody that people are so engaged in in entertainment uh, when you could use that intellectual uh, energy uh, for so much better. Well, some people would say that that's because um, you know we, we live in a society of spectacle. 
uh, where where the spectacle is meant in in part to distract away from other things what governments are doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's one point I want to bring up sort of related to what Crofton had said earlier about community. And I think that there's an element, because if you say, like, why do people like professional sports? A lot, we said, a couple of us don't uh, here. But, but but obviously millions millions of people do, and they really do. So, so why do they? I think that it sort of serves this tribe purpose um, where, where I think as human beings and social animals, we have this sense to belong to a kind of a tribe, to have the us versus them. And instead of being constantly at war, it might be easier <laughs> to just have things like sports teams who you could be like, that's our, those are our, this is us versus them. And you can, and that's an outlet for that kind of basic instinct that we all sort of share. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's an element of community. I also think that, um, professional sports like the big leagues like we talk about the the nba and baseball and all that kind of stuff their whole news channels dedicated to professional sports and i think they do a good job of applying like the dramatic form so it isn't just a question of i'm into football i like watching the way football plays out we like the stories and legends around players and i think there's a certain level of you know what's going to happen next like in, in drama we are always trying to make the audience wonder what's going to happen next. And I think there's an element of with something like what's LeBron James going to do next? You know, what's this controversial player going to do next? And I think there's an element of the dramatic form in the, the meta of uh, professional sports, meaning outside the game, what's going on. And also within the game itself, like how these games play out is kind of dramatic. So um, I think that's something that's definitely appealing to people that I can definitely understand. The other is, I wanted to mention something else really briefly too, because I think Crofton kind of successfully reminded me that uh, I was kind of, I got to retract my, uh, you know, I don't see why people are into sports because I'm in fact someone who can sit and watch <laughs> a poker tournament um, and a Magic the Gathering tournament or Hearthstone. Like I actually really, it's controversial whether or not you call it sports, but it is a professional competition of some kind. Um, so I really like, you know, card games. I really like watching that kind of stuff. And I'm interested in the players as well as seeing who wins and strategies. So um, I find I can empathize with someone who'd be really into, say, hockey or baseball, even though my particular bent is uh, card games. So um, there is that to consider. Um, I It's funny because now we're doing this podcast with four people. I'm like, oh, Breck made a good point. Oh, Mike made a good point. Oh, Bo made a good point. I'm like, I'm having to write stuff down here. I'm like, okay. Because by the time it gets to me, I'm like, okay. Uh, so Breck was talking about the brain power thing and about how people could use their brain power for other things. They get really into something. And then they, it's such as sports or whatever. Mike made jokes the other podcast about fantasy football or, or any of those things. Um, I, I think that that's true, but I think that's true of anything. Everybody's got their hobbies and their interests. And if they're not choosing, it is sad that somebody might not be able to identify the prime minister, but I'm into professional sports and I can identify the prime minister. Like, I mean, sure. I, think there, I think there's a balance to be found with all your hobbies and obsessing over a hobby is never a good thing, no matter what that hobby is. What Mike was saying about the tribal thing, I actually 100% agree with. Although I also think that you can do that with absolutely everything people do and say like if you break it down to us as animals there is some sort of base there always is there always is with everything and 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 i do think the tribal thing um my mom came from new zealand she came to canada uh lived with my dad 
Uh, and one of the first things they did is they went to Ottawa 67's games and, and my mom got a sense of the community and she still follows uh, hockey uh, to this day adamantly. And part of that is is due to it making her feel more um, as a part of the community. And maybe that's a, sort of a tribal reaction, but I can't help but thinking that's a positive thing. And finally, Bo's thing about this story, uh, I think that's a, an awesome point, and I think that that's why the Super Bowl is such a top-selling... Even people who aren't interested in sport are into the Super Bowl, and I think a large part of that has to do with the fact that it's a one-and-out elimination game, and that there's a series of storylines that are crafted, uh, and people can easily digest the, the Super Bowl storylines every, every year. So, good points by all three of you. It's funny how how the tribal thing, it, well, how it does have this loyalty factor, which I think is big uh, among human beings. You have a certain team, you follow them. And I know when Ottawa started up here, there's a lot of people who had previously followed Montreal or Toronto, and they were trying to slowly shift their allegiances. My dad, to this day, still hates Ottawa, even though he's born and raised in Ottawa, because he always followed the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm, wah, not gonna, I'm not just going to give up on them because there's an Ottawa team. And I was like, you live in Ottawa. <laughs> but um, one thing uh, off topic from this, but one thing I wanted to point out, because I think this it's, it's rather timely in that we just talked about feminism. I saw this, this big list. I was, it was the hundred most highly paid uh, professional sports players. And I think there was two women on the list. Out of out of a hundred, so that's a pretty. I'm surprised there was two women. Both both tennis players, and I think they get a lot of advertising money. Yeah, and it's funny because I was gonna say if anyone knows, I know Crofton will know who they are, and he's absolutely right. It's Maria Sharapova, and I think Serena Serena Williams, uh, and yes, the the advertising money factors into it into it a lot. But the amount of money some of these people was were making were ridiculous. But just to show that this is a, this is also a male dominated industry entirely. And I think that's starting to change and things like the Olympics help that. But in terms of professional sports, aside from tennis, I, I can't think of anywhere women pay, play a large role. And I think that's kind of unfortunate. If you go to the, the role model aspect of sports, which is always upheld as a big thing, the great role models for kids and well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not. But it's it's uh, just having talked about feminism, I feel like it was worth mentioning that, you know, it's just it's it's men. It's a it's a it's a patriarchal thing. Well, yeah, it's does patriarchal mean men. It's definitely men. But patriarchal it is, means male dominated. Does it? Yeah. A patriarchal structure is one in which ma- men are in control, whereas matriarchal. Would well, be- men are. It's not it's not a structure necessarily where where men are in control in the sense that it's, it's just that men have, have been in the past and now it's, now it's slowly changing. You're absolutely right to draw attention to it though. I mean, it's still, we're, we're a long way from it. And like, just in the, as a a side note, the right now the hockey tournament's going on in the Olympics and uh, the women get a lot of attention in, at least in Canada, but really there's only two teams, the Americans and the Canadians, all the other teams have no chance and the Olympics are, playing with the idea of getting rid of the women's hockey because it's always the same two countries that win. So, which is counter counterproductive, but like, it's definitely a big issue that needs to be slowly addressed over time. Well, it, it, that the whole, the whole female male angle too, is I think a lot of, a lot of the professional sports. So we're not talking about the, the competitive stuff like running, like what people pay to go see is often men being fairly aggressive. So we talked a lot about hockey. 
hockey's got a lot of violence in it. Um, football is not violent. Well, maybe it, I don't it's know. It's violent. Okay, let's say it's violent. Um, <laughs> Very violent. Basketball violent. isn't a violent sport, but somehow it still feels like an aggressive sport, right? People slam dunk and showboat and do all kinds of stuff. Like, I don't think... I think when I see a lot of professional women's sports, I see a lot of people concentrating on playing well. And when I see men's doing I see a lot of people being like, fuck you! <laughs> you know, like a lot of aggression. <laughs> and I think the market for sports is... I, I wonder what clientele for sports is like. So if they were to look at where they make their revenue from, if professional sports probably... The, the lion's share is probably from male viewers and male spectators over female ones. I would have to... that. I don't have that data, but I would have to conclude that. So I think the reason why we see a lot of professional sports, uh, uh, highly paid professional sports people being men is because it's men playing for men. It's homoerotic. <laughs> um, it, it's funny. It's funny, Bo, because uh, it's actually you're, – you're right. More men watch sports than women. Uh, but that is rapidly changing. It's actually. Homo, but it's also and, homoerotic. And women women are getting getting into it. It's it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, there's a lot of teams that are making concentrated efforts yeah. to target the female market and stuff like that. But, yeah, I know women are getting into it more and more. My mom was ahead of her time when she was into uh, hockey, at least. Yeah. Or weren't very many I, women, I, I, I'm but, not saying men only. I'm just saying the lion's share is probably. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's it, that is something. Thing that is changing quicker than the actual problem that Mike raised of there being not enough uh, highly paid I, female I think, athletes. I think I think my litmus test for that is the number of uh, sports radio hosts that are men versus women. When that like shifts to being the majority women, then I'll you know that'll be an indication that there are more female fans of professional sports than okay, men. Okay, I got a question. Uh, question, um, maybe specifically for Breck and or me, I guess. As a person, <laughs> you said at the start, Breck, you don't watch sports. But you like playing sports, so why do you? Yeah. Why, well, why do you? Why do you like playing sports? Uh, I I just think it's it's the social aspect. Hanging out, there's a bit of competition. Um, it, it's uh, it's I, I think it's the activity, the the social activity and the the engagement. I think it's um, uh, the tribalism, but actually participating in that tribalism, I guess. Uh, I, is is what I like about it. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And I feel like the operative part of there, part of that, is participating. Right. And I, I don't know. For me, I just find it so hard to spectate almost anything. I mean, I can, I can, I can occasionally watch a play because I like art. But even not that, it's just spectating. I would so much rather do than observe. And I feel like professional sports are based around the fact that, you know, 20 people do something and a million people sit on their asses and watch them do that. And I find that just... Well, yeah, I think it's a simplification, though. I think when people sit on their asses with other people, they're still engaging in their community. So they're not physically performing any exercise. But, you know, when you all get together to watch the Super Bowl... Um, you're happy to be in the comfort of your friends and enjoy something that you all share a common interest in. I mean, I wouldn't say that's not doing anything, although it's true that common interest thing. It's not even. It's not even. Um, uh, you don't even have to be with your friends or with people. It, it's one of the last bastions in TV that is sort of DVR invincible to a certain extent because people want to see sports as they happen live. They, they engage in social media live, tweet, Facebook. I text, like I have a texting group with my entire family when there's a sense game on and we just sort of like, we, uh, we're we making sm snarky remarks the whole time or whatever. I, I love to play sports. Like I really, I have a good time at when doing it. 
but like I also like watching movies and I also like playing video games and one doesn't block the other. And and one thing I find is TV shows and movies, that's just scripted drama. Sports is unscripted drama. Some of the best drama I've ever, ever seen in, in, on TV has been uh, has been in, in, in watching uh, in watching professional sports. I would agree with you there, Croft, and I think uh, I think there's something to participate in in something. Uh, but I think everybody does observe something, whether it's TV, whether it's reading a book. Uh, there's there's passive entertainment and then there's active entertainment, and and to kind of judge uh, one one form of passive entertainment like sports is bad, and another form such as reading or or uh some form of art is good i i I just think that's kind of elitist all right well um i think we're getting close to the point where we all sort of have an opinion on this matter are we ready to get into verdicts oh yeah breck perhaps you'd like to cast the first stone today would you like to give us your verdict on professional sports you're familiar with the with the verdicts we have on this show, I assume. I yeah, you know what? I'm I'm actually an avid listener. I find uh, I, it's a really entertaining show. I, I like uh, I, I it's it's the perfect amount of time. It's about my walk to school, and uh, and yeah, it's nice to hear you guys debating this stuff. Um, so thank you for having me on, and and uh, yeah, I guess I'll give my my verdict. All right, sweet. Go for it. Let her rip. Okay. Well, I I'd say that we're all. Uh, it, it seems like we're all kind of on the same page here. Uh, uh, sports, uh, I think it's they're they're generally a good thing. I think that there's some excessive. <laughs> Sorry, you get the fanfare when you say good. Remember, right, right, right. So I like that. Continue, continue qualifying it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's. I, I think there's definitely some excesses involved when when it comes to uh, maybe the the money and the concentration of wealth. Um, I, I think there's some some issues with uh, uh, dis- distraction from real topics, but like people brought up, that's uh, that's with any hobby or anything like that. So so yeah, I think there's it has its issues, but but overall, I think uh, there's there's nothing wrong with with uh, going and watching the game with a bunch of buddies. All right. Yeah, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it also happens to be a big pile of steaming bullshit. <laughs> Smelly. Oh yeah, professional sports is so bullshit. If I want to spend two hundred dollars to watch a, a man with a stick chase a piece of plastic <laughs> around, like, I need to get my head checked. Because if I want to chase a piece of plastic around with a stick, that's fun, and I'm getting and I'm getting exercise. But why the hell would I want to watch someone else do it? And that's my that's my basis for all this. Like we, we sometimes play pickup hockey, all of us here, and I will tell you, I suck at playing hockey but i have a hell of a good time i really enjoy it and i just i've never got that same feeling even out of watching people who are really amazing at that sport and i can appreciate the talent but for me it's just a big pile of bullshit i go out and do sports yourself uh find that tribal community aspect in the doing in the participating rather than in the observing okay that sounds like my stance on masturbation i'd rather get myself <laughs> could, could i and pay I ask, someone uh, with Mike their stick to. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Breck. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering: is it is it bullshit because of the, there's like rational reasons for it to be bullshit, or is it bullshit just because you don't like it? It's it's bullshit because it's bullshit. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I don't. We don't usually force each other to justify our our verdicts. Okay. But I'm sorry. I, sorry. No, no, no. You're you're welcome to. But I just think it's bullshit in that in that I think it has little 
little overall quality, and there's so much more to be gained by participating in the same. I remember this isn't a conversation about sport; it's a conversation about professional sport. And I just think the amount of money, resources, uh, time spent observing someone else do something could be more well spent doing something or doing it yourself and getting some personal satisfaction out of it. Anyways, that's my two cents. I think it's BS. All right, so I'm going to cut in here and have a little dance on my own. Um, so I'm, I'm having a tough time. Mike's very persuasive. I'm definitely on board with the fact that the professional sports in general seems to make way more money than it deserves to. Um, I don't know that I'd specifically target the part players um, or even the people responsible for making the players good in like team sports because I think coaches and the support staff are also very important uh, to the success of those teams. Um, you know, but yeah, I think if we're talking professional sports, I've got to say, I don't know. I think I, my gut's telling me to say that actually professional sports are good. And the reason that we're good is we do like to, I do enjoy observing these things, even if for me it's nerdy stuff like Magic the Gathering tournaments and poker stuff. But, um... I think there's an element of enjoyment that's okay and healthy to watch sports. And in fact, I think it's what inspires a lot of people to go out and do the participation that Mike's saying. I think the exorbitant amount of uh, revenue generated by certain sports industries is ridiculous. But um, I don't think that's the fault of the players. I'm not even sure it's the I don't know whose fault that is. I think it's the fault of the people putting too much of their goods and services into crap. And uh, maybe that's something we need to address as a people all together rather than blame players or blame owners. Um, but I, I don't pretend to be an expert. All right, Crofton, you can close out um, the verdict. It's, it's funny because, Bo, it's good that you said good because you're actually, and if anybody is watching this on a live stream, Bo's wearing a cap right now that is a professional golf Titleist, cap. baby. Uh, <laughs> Some people so say titlist, but it's it, titleist. If he, if he had said it was bad or bullshit, he would have been wearing hypocritical um, clothing. So. I just like the hat. I bought it. It was there. Yeah, I no, the I, I, you look eyes. good in it. You look good in it. Um, right, thanks. I, I just, you know, and and I'm going to deliver my verdict. And it, it, it. Pl- I just want to talk about Mike's verdict real quick because I fundamentally disagree with it because I think that it's based on a false choice, a false narrative, and I think Breck called them a bit on on that before, where you're saying you can't do one if you do the other. And and I do think that uh in the case of uh in the case of professional sports, you can definitely watch and participate in uh uh professional sports uh, and and play sports as well. They you don't they're not mutually exclusive. If anything, as Breck touched on, uh they might encourage you um, professional sports might encourage you to participate more in in uh, in regular sports. So that that being said, I personally find professional sports, as the the one that regularly watches them, to be a good thing. And and I find uh, I find that they're good. Uh, Partially because of that tribal sense of community that they create. Partly because just they're just damn entertaining. Some great unscripted drama. Uh, do I think that players are paid too much? Yes. Uh, do I have issues with how each profession, individual professional sports league is set up and run? Yes. Uh, do I think that player strikes are annoying and sometimes uncalled for? Absolutely. But. All that being said, I still get a tremendous enjoyment out of professional sports. Uh, I know tons of people who do. It's a hobby for many. It's got to be done in balance with other hobbies. But I just think it 
generally entertaining, a good time, and a good thing. Well, all right then. So there you have it. Uh, we have three goods and a bullshit as the final tally. Mike oh. is the outlier. Mike's like, I wish I'd gone bad. I wish I'd gone all the way bad. No, no, they're definitely not bad. They're just bullshit. I, I never thought Mike was going to say bullshit. Really? I I knew he was going to say bullshit. Okay. <laughs> as, as, as an avid it fan, so you always say bullshit. It was so obviously the right answer. <laughs> okay, all right. So um, if you want to find out more about how you can get into the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, please visit us at our website, gbbpodcast.com. There you can subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or use uh, our the RSS feed on your favorite podcatcher. Um, we love getting listener mail, so if you have a comment about professional sports or you want to uh, – Provide us with some, you know, constructive criticism or just anything you want, really. Email us at goodbadbs at gmail.com. Uh, all right. Uh, I think we're ready to pack it in. Uh, Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they do that? Follow me on Twitter, at Crofton Steers, where I will be updating my fantasy hockey picks. And, uh, Breck, is there anything you'd like our listeners to know about you? Maybe they can find you on social media or... You know, call you. Yeah, your... sure. You can uh, if you can figure out my name. Uh, you can you can look me up on LinkedIn or Twitter. Breck dot or cart. All right, a mystery for our listeners. That's great. And uh, Michael, if our listeners want to find you, where can they do that? They can find me out on the rink playing hockey, much worse than the average five year old in Canada. And I would encourage any listeners not to watch me do it. the story is that if there's something that you wanted to do and you're all you're always like oh you know i'm i'm too old now everyone's going to kick my ass well that's true but you can still do it anyways